Sometimes when people disappear, it's not as quick as vanishing into thin air. Sometimes it's slow, methodical, and sometimes it's orchestrated. This is the case when it came to a woman named Amy Scher. Prior to meeting and marrying Robert Desmond, she had been very involved and close with her family. However, as the relationship grew, so did the rift between Amy and her loved ones. Isolated from all but Desmond and their son, Amy was missing long before she truly vanished. In this episode of Seriously Strange, we dive into the tragic and mysterious disappearance of Amy Cher. Amy Scher met Robert Desmond at the Leahy Hospital and Medical Center in Burlington, Massachusetts. She worked in the finance department, and he had been hired as a temp. Amy had been married at the time to a man named Paul Pomerantz, but soon after meeting Desmond, she left her husband. Amy and Robert quickly got swept up in a whirlwind romance and started dating. However, it wasn't long before a change began in Amy. Where once she had been outgoing and connected to her family, now she became quiet, withdrawn, and began to isolate herself from all those she previously held dear. Robert was extremely hateful towards Amy's family. He would make harassing phone calls to them, insulting the Jewish family with anti-Semitic slurs. By the time Amy and Robert got married, she had lost contact with them altogether. Robert went so far as to not allow any members of the Cher family to come to the wedding. He had even threatened to wipe out the entire family. Robert's volatile personality and fierce temper led Marjorie Cher, Amy's mother, to seek a restraining order in 1994. With her marriage, Amy's isolation from all those who loved her was complete, and with that seclusion, she lost access to the help and support that may have saved her. Throughout this tumultuous time in Amy's personal life, she continued to work at the Leahy Clinic. It was there that people began to notice signs of physical abuse. Amy would come to work with scratches, bruises, burns, and even clumps of hair missing. Her co-workers noted that her knuckles were often swollen, sometimes to the point that she had difficulty typing. It would occasionally seem like Amy's legs were very swollen. On one occasion, it appeared that her leg had even been broken. She had come to work with a knee brace on and was attempting to support herself on children's sized crutches. When other employees asked her about her injury, she claimed that she had been thrown from a horse. The apparent abuse wasn't just physical. Staff would overhear phone calls where Amy would cry and plead with her husband. Despite what seemed to be clear evidence of domestic violence, Amy would never open up to her co-workers regarding the abuse. 
The staff would try to help indirectly by posting flyers in the women's bathroom about help for victims of domestic abuse. They also tried to help directly, offering her money to take her son and leave Robert. They went out of their way to throw Amy a life preserver, but no matter their efforts, they could not force her to accept the support, and unfortunately, she never took their help. On October 14, 2002, a private investigator that had been hired by the Cher family approached Amy in the parking lot of her work. He gave her pictures of her nieces and notes from her family, saying that they loved and missed her. Amy was visibly shaken by this offer and asked the investigator not to approach her again. Afterward, she told her bosses that she wasn't feeling well and decided to head home for the day. This would be the last time she was seen in person. Over the course of the next two days, she repeatedly called her employer to say that she was still feeling unwell. On the third day, Robert Desmond called instead and informed Amy's employer that she would no longer be reporting to work. The next day, Robert called again, requesting the email for Amy's boss. He explained that she was unable to send the email herself, and he sent a resignation from his personal email. The letter was signed in Amy's name, but in handwriting that her employer did not recognize. Amy's boss grew suspicious and contacted police to perform a welfare check. When police arrived at Desmond's home that afternoon, he claimed that he and Amy had decided to break up and that he had dropped her off at the Alewife train station in Cambridge around noon that day. Police took Robert at his word and investigated no further. For the very last time, Amy vanished from the lives of everyone around her. It wasn't until 18 months after her disappearance that Amy's family found out she had gone missing at all. Through their private investigator, Joel Peakey, they were able to discover that she was no longer living with Robert or their son. The family begged the police to take another look into Amy's disappearance. When police questioned Robert for a second time about his wife's disappearance, he maintained the same story that she left voluntarily. Amy's family and co-workers told authorities that Robert had a violent temper and severely abused Amy physically and emotionally. They told officers that there was no way she would have left her son behind as he had always seemed to be the one joy in her life. Neighbors told investigators how they would never see Amy outside the home without Robert and how their son was not allowed to play with other children. One of Amy's neighbors, who worked as a nurse, stated she smelled burning flesh that she was convinced was human flesh coming from the Desmond home shortly after Amy disappeared. Finally, authorities began a serious investigation, no longer believing that Amy had simply decided to leave her old life behind. State police and cadaver-sniffing dogs searched the home where Amy had lived, but found nothing. They questioned Robert Desmond, who had stuck by his story. Investigators asked why he didn't file a missing persons report, 
To which Robert replied, because she moved out under a sad but amicable situation. She's not a missing person in our view. Despite the reopening of the case, with critical time lost, any evidence of what happened to Amy Cher has yet to be uncovered. Since that fateful day in October of 2002, Amy's driver's license has never been renewed, her car has never been re-registered, and her last paychecks were never cashed. In every way, Amy had vanished that day. Robert Desmond has never been charged in connection to his wife's disappearance. Amy's family, however, has not given up on trying to seek justice. Inspired by the film Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, the family has had several billboards put up in Massachusetts in 2018. Their hope was not to only reignite interest in Amy's case, but also that the billboards could help others in abusive relationships. In 2007, the shares scored a landmark victory when an appellate court determined that the family had the right to visit Amy's son, Michael. Prior to their case, grandparents had no legal right to visitation without a prior relationship to their grandchild. The shares didn't even know about Michael's existence until they hired the private investigator in 2002, when Michael was already six years old. The proven domestic abuse in court, as supported by affidavits provided from neighbors and Amy's co-workers, allowed the shares to successfully argue that they were unable to establish a prior relationship. Unfortunately, Amy's parents would never get the chance to meet their grandson, due to the fact that after he lost the court case, Robert Desmond quickly took Michael and moved to California, effectively preventing Michael from ever getting to know his mother's family. Michael's grandparents have since passed away, without one time being able to reach out and hug their daughter's son, which would have been the closest thing they would have had to hugging their own daughter once more. Amy has never been seen since that cold October day she left work. As is often the situation in domestic abuse cases, Amy was never able to accept the help she needed and deserved. The tragedy in her disappearance is how easily it could have been avoided. Those around her, from family to co-workers, loved and cared for her well-being. However, trapped and isolated in her violent relationship, she likely saw no way out. If you have any information regarding Amy's disappearance, you can call the Billerica, Massachusetts Police Department at 978-671-0900. Additionally, if you find yourself in an abusive relationship, please know you are not alone and there are resources to help. I've linked some of those resources in the description below. As of this video's production, Amy's son, Michael Desmond, would be around 25 years old and could be living on his own. If anyone knows Michael personally, or if Michael himself happens to see this video and you are willing to contact me, you can do so by sending an email to seriouslystrangebiz at gmail.com. Be sure to follow my Facebook fan page, and I'll see you next time.
Thanks to all of you for your support. The Seriously Strange podcast is made possible due in part to contributions made by our listeners like you. So if you would like to keep the Seriously Strange podcast online and accessible, please consider pressing the link that says support the show in the description of any podcast episode. You can then choose your preferred way to donate and send a contribution our way because we can't do this without our listeners' support. If you decide to contribute, it's tremendously appreciated and we thank you so much. We read every single message included with each contribution, so feel free to include your comments or even make a request for a future topic. Thanks for listening. We've got a lot more in store for you. Take care and enjoy your next episode.